Bizarre sausage. Oh yeah. 31 podcasts in the month of January, or is it 31 days in the HUD, or is it 30 podcasts in 31 days, or is it 32 podcasts in 28 days? Who knows? All I know is we've made it through one week, and we're charging through the second week in the Sausage Hut. And what else could we do besides everything? You've heard the Meat Master. You've heard live fast food reviews. You've heard uh, a lot of coffee and funk. You've heard El Chapo. And now... Let's get ready to bring in the butcher. The butcher is going to join us for this very special sausage hut. Just, just you and me tonight. I can't believe it. <laughs> Welcome back. It's always nice to have you here. And we're not going to be talking about football for the most part. So, so what are you up to? Well, I did win my championship. Congratulations. <laughs> I had to put that out there because it's my first. You're right. You deserve that. And who was it? Who was on your lineup? Uh, so you want to know the, the the ultimate play? I had the red rifle. He is the one that took me to the championship. Andy Dalton. Yes, indeed. <laughs> wow. Forty-five points for Mr. Andy Dalton. Now that was a genius move. Have you been riding him all year, or did you just stick nope, him in? picked him up off the waiver wire. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! That is a genius move. Who did you play? Uh, who did I play against? Yeah, is it somebody we don't know, or yeah, yeah, oh, okay. it was uh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, well, good for you. That's a great way to go into the off season. <laughs> I was uh, I was pretty proud of myself. You should be. I hope you get a T-shirt or a coffee mug or something like that or money. Two hundred fifty bucks. Hey, all right. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to squawk about. Dinner's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. All right. Well, let's get into the reason why we're here. And that's because we watched The Irishman. Now, I know all of you tried to watch The Irishman. Some of you succeeded. Some of you did not succeed. Some of you got, maybe got halfway through it. And really, you don't really do you need to, you don't need to watch the whole thing at once. It's almost like a mini series. You could do it in three days. You could do it in two days. Something like that. Either one. But we watched it. It's Martin Scorsese. It's Robert De Niro. It's Joe Pesci. It's Al Pacino. It's a bunch of other people. I mean, come on. A lot of people have a lot of mixed emotions about this. And I think Veggie and I, the Butcher and I, might see some things the same way and see some things the opposite way. So I'm I'm thinking right off the bat, I'm going to say that it's an epic tale the, the performances, I think, are the best part. The performances I like so much that I really don't even have to... I really don't even care what they're talking about. It's just the way they're talking and the, that stuff. <laughs> of course, we've got a, uh, an unproven plot to... Uh, oh, spoiler, by the way. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> you're going to hear about it. So let's <laughs> just go right to the end. Of course, everybody's got their own opinion on how Jimmy Hoffa died or if Jimmy Hoffa died. But hey, you, if you're going to make a movie about it, you got to have some sort of opinion if you're going to portray it in cinema. And that's what I think. So... Isn't there a rumor that he is, uh, his remains are buried in 
Jets end zone in Jersey. Isn't there some yeah. urban legend about that? I yeah. wanted to talk to Michi about that, but I believe that there is. I mean, I don't that that stadium's not there anymore, is it? Was that Shea Stadium? No, that wasn't Shea Stadium. It was where did the Giants play before they built that gigantic monstrosity? No, it is in the current day Meadowlands. It is supposedly in the end zone. Oh. But okay. his remains are buried there, supposedly. Right. But well, they didn't. Right. That didn't come up. That didn't come out <laughs> in the uh... in the movie. No. No, it did not come out in the movie. That's great. So, my gosh, where to where to start? So, you, what are your overall thoughts getting into this, Butch? I thought it was very. It was a good movie. Very good performances, like you said, Joe Pesci. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Harvey Keitel, he had a small role, but I think he was good. Ray Romano, I liked a lot as the lawyer. Yeah. I thought he was very good. So epic, you know, people, great performances. I thought it could have been edited a little bit better. <laughs> Are you saying three and a half he, hours was too long? <laughs> you know, Scorsese loves the pan needlessly for, you know, 15 minutes, but he, he needs to edit it down just a little bit. I, fair enough. So, okay. What was your, what top three scenes do you think could be edited from the movie just to, you know, chop off some fat right off the bat? One of the most annoying ones, and I don't know why this annoyed me so much is when he, he is actually going to kill Jimmy Hoffa. He, you know, the Irishman's going to kill Jimmy Hoffa, one of his best friends. And he gets there, and he's driving down the road, and he's looking at the house numbers that go on forever. I got it. You're looking for the house number. Get to the fucking house. <laughs> I mean, th there is uh, several scenes like that that were just... There was a couple where I would have to watch it again, where he pans into like nothing and then the scene ends and you're like, we needed that pan. And I don't know why that scene annoys me, but, you know, you're going to kill one of your best friends. You know, the, your, your family loves this guy and it just seems like another day at the out. office. Yeah. But I guess that was the, his whole his character's whole point and how the movie ends. He he's trying to find remorse. He's trying to find that with talking to the priest in his confession, and he really doesn't feel sorry for the things he does. Yeah. And even the priest, I think, says, "Well, you don't actually have to say you're sorry to feel sorry." And you're he's you're looking at him. He's not sorry. He you know he'd probably do it all over again. He would totally do it all over again. Um, yeah, I guess. So you're saying he 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 doesn't have any regrets, and, and no. he, he kind of portrayed the character like I'm. I don't really have a choice in all this. I'm just doing what I got to do. And it never. They never said he's doing what he's got to do for his family. You know, because his his daughters ends up hating him, and his daughter spent a lot of time just staring at him blankly. Especially Peggy. They kind of. They kind of focused on her blank stare throughout the entire movie. Yeah, she has one line in the whole movie. Really? Huh. Yeah. She says one thing, adult Peggy, when it's on the TV and he comes in and they can't find Jimmy Hoffa. And she's just staring at him when he takes it, you know, he's drinking 
and he and he hadn't called um jimmy's wife yet and she's like why haven't you called her and he goes oh, i'll go do it right now and that was her only line in the whole movie i guess you're right i mean i know you're right what who was that who was the the woman that ended up playing grown up peggy she was somebody i couldn't rec- i know i recognize her from somewhere um that's a good question because she was in another Scorsese movie. I mean, like she has, she says yes and no to like questions, but you know, that was her main, that was her only line in the whole movie. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not like he wasn't, they didn't really portray Frank as a, he, you know, he definitely wasn't a hero doing the right thing, but he was, he was kind of doing the right thing within the context of a mob universe movie. Like, you know, okay, well this happened. So I got to do this. Okay. Well, this guy said this, so I got to do this. And it makes sense within the realm of, of gangster movies, but you really don't when feel you, sorry for him until the, I, I didn't feel sorry for him until the end. No. I mean, when you paint houses, they're going to ask you to paint a friend's house at some point. Mm-hmm that's how the mafia works at some point you're going to have to hit your friend <laughs> that's that uh, that's what you are when you're a hitman for the mafia it, it's going to come to that point in, or in you're the, gonna, if you're michael corleone you're going to kill your brother i mean it's you know at some point you have to within the within the universe of mob movies you, that's what you have end yeah. up having that's what you're heading towards most of the yeah. time so you know, I think he he kind of had remorse for, you know, having a fallout with Peggy more than anybody. You know, and he tried to go see her when she was working at the bank teller, but it, as a bank teller, but I don't I don't think it bothered him that much. Hmm. Yeah, well, and I'm sure Peggy was probably like, "Yeah, I know. I know you did it, you bastard." Yeah. And yeah. she always looked at him like that. I mean, she watched him, you know, as a little girl stomp the guy's hand in the street the storekeeper's hand because you know she he pushed her or something and he she knew then that her dad was a a bad guy yeah he shoved her (laughs) the grocer shoved her but you know even at that that point you don't okay like he did that but i guess that starts to paint the picture of yeah he's a bad guy Yes. Bobby. And, and what do you think about De Niro's performance? Do you have a problem with De Niro's performance of the, of the character? Are you saying he didn't? Oh, no. Oh, okay. He played oh, it right? Oh, no. I, I think they all did a great job in their performances. Absolutely. I thought, I, th- I think Pesci deserves an Oscar. I think. He was, I was just about ready to say, he was probably one of my favorite. I think, out of, you know. If I had a pick between the three of them, I think Joe Pesci's performance was outstanding. It was. De Niro was, you know, he had the most lines. Pacino was Pacino, basically. Just kind of sardine canned into Jimmy Hoffa, which really fit perfectly. Yeah. 
But I don't think he was pushing the envelope as Al Pacino's, you know, breakout moment as Jimmy Hoffa. I don't think he pushed the envelope, but Joe Pesci was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Pacino was kind of along for the ride, happy to be there. Gonna give you he's gonna give you an Al Pacino performance. Yeah. And he did. He did. And he, he was did. a great job. I, I like I don't know anything about the real Jimmy Hoffa, but he's just seemed like a dude. You know, like, oh, this is my union. I'm gonna get my union back. And it's it's funny how oh, they, yeah. they they just carved off years. You know, I guess you got to do it pretty well. Of all the things you drawn out, you drew out. You know, he was in jail for several years, and just kind of, he was really in jail for five minutes in the movie or something like that. You're right. But I guess right, they get, didn't really get into the the jail life that much. Right. They didn't have the the Goodfellows scene where they're getting shaven garlic. Right. And, you know. <laughs> he wasn't shaving garlic where he was. No, no. They were playing bocce ball, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Eating ice cream. Yeah. I, I, I liked I liked how they, they stuck things in. You know, the ice cream came came and went, so you remembered that. He was always eating ice cream. And who cares if he was really eating ice cream in real life? Okay. I thought the, the and who is the who is the guy that that stuck the rum and the watermelon? Is he like is isn't he a Fox News guy or something like that? Was that Bo Deedle or some somebody? Oh, I I don't know who that is. Hoffa um, doesn't drink, and he doesn't like when other people drink, and he hates watermelon. So yeah, we should <laughs> watermelon. That is now if that if that was true, that would be hilarious because. Of course, you'd smell it. Of course. Yeah. And you don't think he knew that they were horking down, you know, right. his <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, and the whole... But so, overall, yeah, I, go ahead. I thought it was a good movie. Good. You thought it was a good movie. You didn't think it was a, a classic, a great movie for, for all, all of time. Or, as far as yeah. go ahead uh, like comparing it to godfather and goodfellas i mean i guess you have to because it's a scorsese movie and he put i mean he basically put his he put everything into it and this was kind of the last ride of all those guys but yeah and th- you know joe pesci turned it down like i the rumors like 50 times wow <laughs> To come out of retirement, and he just kept on saying, "I don't know what made him change his mind, mm-hmm. but he he turned it down a bunch of times before he accepted it." I'm and glad. I'm glad he did because I thought he was one of the best parts about the movie. But you, the, it doesn't hold a candle. I mean, nothing holds a candle, in my opinion, to The Godfather. But I don't even think it comes close to Goodfellas. Oh, well, I mean, I'll put those are both. I mean, that's Mount Everest. That's like the two of the greatest movies ever made. And for it not to be one of the greatest movies ever made is hardly an insult. No, but I agree. Yeah, but those movies are, are, have been in our heads for decades. But yeah. I, I think. But, that OK, so the, the Departed is a newer gangster movie. OK. And I think the Departed's better than this. Okay. And they're about the same length. I, I looked them up, and I don't. Th- I felt like the Irishman drug on, especially, you know, after he cl- 
kills Jimmy Hoffa. The movie goes on for another 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that last half hour, it really, the last half hour really, it's sad. It's really well done, I think, but it's not, is it necessary? Um, I, I don't, I don't mind the length of it, but. The, I mean, the last half hour, though, I mean, it hits home. I, I mean, I'm watching an old dude every day and just seeing that dude, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, just how you get old and you end up sitting there and you got a whole day ahead of you and you're doing you, the nurse comes in and then you stare at the wall. You think about stuff. You sit. You, it's just uh, it's too real. But even and it, Michael it's real for Corleone, them. But even Michael Corleone had remorse when he went when he confessed. He broke down and cried where, you know, the Irishman's like, eh, I don't know. You know, he's he's talking to the priest, but he's not really, eh, I don't know. I, I'll try. I'll try and be sorry, but <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought about that part of it that much, but that's a that's a great point. He does. He is just kind of going through the motions. <laughs> Like, yeah, now I'm stuck a, here. Yep, might as well, you know, talk to the priest. I don't have anybody else to talk to. He comes and talks to me every day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, him and the nurse. Yep. Who doesn't even know who Jimmy Hoffa is when he's he brings it up to her. He's yeah. Just like, <laughs> and the, I, I like the, I love, I love the part about him not talking to the FBI, even, even though it was decades after the fact. He didn't, yeah. he didn't care. He's like, no, everybody's dead. Why don't you just say something to us? Nah, maybe not. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> well, that's the good part is, I mean, they still don't really know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. I mean. Somebody like does. Said, somebody does. <laughs> right. Or somebody did. I don't know if anybody does anymore that was actually around. But. Yeah. Okay, we've talked about that. Now I think we should, let's let's move to the our favorite parts so for now let's look at our favorite parts i always love party scenes in movies it's a great way to get a bunch of characters in the same place and it's fun and there's always something going on there was a couple good party scenes one with the it was crazy joe's birthday party which was that that stand-up comedian dude was playing playing that role had a small but intense role that was pretty funny and it was great to see him get killed (laughs) (laughs) he fit perfectly into a mob movie and then and then the the umberto what was it umberto's something there was the diner where they killed him after the party but the party was great um actually both parties were great and jimmy hoffa in the other party eating a steak and looking at joe pesci (laughs) Like where Pesci's talking, who's he? He's he's, he's talking to De Niro, I think, and 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 he's like, well, it is when he got the nomination for um, what is it for his uh, union? Yeah, he presented in that ward, and they have that huge party, and he's just shooting him the shit look while he's. Steak plays a big role in lots of gangster movies. (laughs) I'm not sure. There, a steak played a big role in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's always sides of beef and a cooler, <laughs> and you know they're always moving meat. I don't know. That's funny. Does that gross you out as a vegetarian? No. <laughs> okay. No. 
Yeah, I wonder how many pieces of steak I was watching De Niro, or I was watching Pacino eat that steak during that party, and I was just like, I wonder how many takes he did, and actually, if he was actually eating, or if they have some sort of fake food thing, or if he's just a good enough actor where he can just pretend he's eating a steak. Well, you know, he ate more of the steak actually than the ice cream. You know, he was always kind of putzing around with the ice cream. <laughs> and he took small bites of it. <sighs> Because ice cream's like usually mashed potatoes or something in movies. Really? So it doesn't melt. Huh. And, you know, so you have mashed potatoes with like chocolate syrup on it or something. But That's funny. I didn't you know, know that. You know, cold steak is probably not that bad. So. Mm. But he was, they, they cut back to him, I don't know, four or five times and he was just hammering that steak. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. That's great, Pacino. It's like, oh, you, oh, you want me to eat a steak? I'll, I'll show you guys how to eat a steak. Yeah, well, shoot crusty looks across the room. Yep. <laughs> it was. You got your knife in one hand. You're, you're, he's kind of dancing around. He's got his knife and his fork, and he's dancing with his hands, and he's cutting the steak, and he's chomping on it. Yep. Going, I'm watching you. So Russell, like Russell Buffalino. Yeah. Which is a great uh, Russell. Anybody named Russell? I don't know. Russell Buffalino. Buffalino is a great last name. Yeah, it is Buffalino, and and um, Ray Romano was a Buffalino too, right? Yes. He was. Yes. Was he? Were they brothers? That were they were cousins, I believe. Oh, cousins. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, R- Romano he was good, and and I liked how they did. You know, at the beginning when Romano was telling him, oh, are you going to give anybody up? No, blah, blah, blah. The lawyers will take care of it. And then in, in an hour and a half later, De Niro does the same thing when he gets his, yeah. his own local. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know the ins and outs of unions. And I don't think this the movie really takes a stance on whether unions are good or not. You know, it just kind of it, it just kind of shows you what what was going on there, regardless of what you think of unions. And I don't think it. Unless, well, they threw the Kennedy thing in there. So was it true yeah. that that Kennedy Kennedy got the 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 mob and the unions to back him, and then when the when he got elected, he turned turned his back on him and started getting the mobsters out of there. Well, more not so much he he did as. Um his uh, oh, Bobby Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Kennedy did yeah because Bobby was so straight laced that he started cracking down on the the union corruption and so that's why they were like you know why did we even get this guy elected because you know his brother is just you know not playing the union mobster game yeah and so i think that they felt like after they got him elected that he became very apolitical where you know bobby came down on him hard and then were they insinuating at all that they had something to do with kennedy getting shot yeah i mean they were they were implying maybe they sort of kind of did yeah and i thought that it was very subtle it was just kind of the looks on their faces like oh oh really (laughs) that happened oh gosh he's dead oh that's a bummer it it was it was funny to watch pacino get driven crazy by kennedy 
They were at the ice cream shop, and Al Pacino just went back to eating his ice cream, walked away. Everybody's standing there, you know, crying. The waitresses are crying over the assassination, and he's like, eh, I'm going to go eat my ice cream. Can I get some more sprinkles on this? Who died? (laughs) You guys busy? So, yeah. Yep, yep. That's great. That was great. Um, do you know? Are you familiar with Jim Norton? The he's on Sirius and he's a comedian, but he played um, he, he played um, he played he Don play? Rickles. He played Don Rickles. Oh, okay, okay. So he had a, he had a little part. I know of him. I I don't know him very well, but I know of him. I thought he did a good Don Rickles. Yeah, so did I. And then other bit part. There was a lot of good bit parts in there. Little Steven was at one of the parties singing. I don't know if he was supposed to be somebody real. I mean, I suppose he was. Little. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he was supposed to be an actual, you know, historical character or not. Yeah, I don't know. But that's the thing with Scorsese is you could guarantee that there's going to be bit parts after bit parts and you know and that is what makes his movie great is because you have these a-list actors and then the the, sometimes the little bit part actors will steal a a scene and it's it's awesome yeah because they're this is like the it's it's a small part in the movie but it's like the biggest point the biggest part of their entire life basically right so you want to put all all of yourself into it i gotta look up that comedian um so you never i don't think finish answering me about the departed did you think this was better than the departed i I got to see, you know what? I should watch The Departed again today so it's it's fresh in my head. But I did like The Departed. I the, the story was better, but was the story was that that story wasn't based on real life, was it? Or did, Yeah, it, it is. Was? Um yeah, it well, it's the his character is loosely based on um Oh crap, I just forgot who it is. Um he Yeah, shit. Now I gotta look that up. Yeah, Sebastian um, Manis- Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Sebastian Maniscalco was the comedian. I watched his uh, his his, uh, his stand-up's pretty funny. He's very it's so, it's so New York. It's just like as New Yorky as things could get. I think he was perfect perfect for that movie. Well, we'll we'll circle back to the stuff that we're forgetting about and half mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is bad. That's all right. So where were we? Let's. Uh, what else can? What else do I want to talk about? What else do you want to talk about here about the Irishman? I think it's an important film. I think I haven't seen a bunch of movies this year, but I think it should get. I think it should get best director. I think De Niro should win for best actor, and Pesci should win for supporting actor. I think that it'll get a lot of awards. I really do. It didn't get much at the Golden Globes, did it? No, it did not. You know, I don't know if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have, and I loved it. But they, oh, oh, did I that win all the... Oh. oh, you hated it? it Brad Pitt won in a, a screenplay. Um, 
a Tarantino one for the screenplay, and huh. I thought that was the worst Tarantino movie I've ever seen. Wow, really? I thought I I thought what was it? Naked Eight or? Hateful Eight was all I love. Uh, I, ha- I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just watched Hateful Eight to get Once Upon a Time in Hollywood out of my mind because I was like, wow. I gotta watch a good Tarantino movie. Huh. And I, I thought it, it was just flat. I thought Brad Pitt's character was the best part about it. Wow. But, I I thought it was just dull and flat and because it was because it was happy some parts of the time and people weren't dying every five minutes. Well, you know, is that what is that what irritated you about it? Yeah, well, you know, okay, there wasn't enough blood in the the he at the end when you know the um, Manson family breaks in and he bashes Brad Pitt character bashes that one girl's face on the yeah. fireplace five thousand times i mean that was definitely <laughs> tarantino but um i just i don't know i just thought it fell flat okay the tarantino movie i was, i hold a completely different opinion well i guess you know a lot of golden globes loved it and a it, lot of people are saying it's the best you know tarantino movie a lot of people didn't like Hateful Eight, but you know, I, I, a lot of the people thought it was claustrophobic because it was in one location. That's I what thought I thought. Awesome. Yeah, but you liked that. You enjoyed that. I love that. I love the tension that it created between all the characters that they're stuck in this cabin in a blizzard. You are a different cat. Butcher. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why we love you in the sausage hut, that's for sure. Not that you were the only only person on earth. I just couldn't stand I I hate I mean I was like because I spent the whole movie thinking, are we are we going somewhere already? I thought we were trying to get into town. Are we gonna stay in this (laughs) fucking barn for another hour? It was a blizzard. It was a blizzard out there. They should have tried harder. Hey, it was horse and buggy, you know. I don't know how far Red Rock was away, but it, you know, it it was horse and buggy days. (laughs) And that's what you, is that where you wish you were were in like the 1870s or something like that? Out on the the frontier, riding around in your horse and buggy? Well, you know, I'd be all right with that. Cool. Going down to the river to wash clothes and sew hunt <laughs> farm yeah that's uh i always fancied myself more of a daisy uh Dahmer gook type than a you know minnie's haberdashery type ah i i don't know who those are those people are but that sounds fun Who's... so daisy Dahmer gook was who they were taking to red rock to be hung she was oh, part of oh the, yeah she, so she was part of the gang where Minnie's haberdashery was the place they were stuck. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. So she was more of a proprietor, and Daisy was the wanted for murder. Hmm. But I just watched it, so, you know. Yeah. It's fresh in your head. 
Yeah. But you have a you have a great I've memory. I've watched it. I've watched it a bunch. I've watched oh. it a bunch. So, like I said, I liked it. <laughs> and I liked Once Upon. I I saw Once Upon a Time in in what is it California? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I saw that in the theater and really enjoyed it. But you know what? I, I was, yeah. We're here to talk about the Irishman. <laughs> I know. We could do a separate one. Hey, I got to do a bunch more podcasts. Maybe we'll have just a hateful eight review where you can like it and I will not like it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll see it for, I only saw it once because I didn't want to see it again, but maybe something will change the second time. Okay. Let me ask you another quick one while we're here. What did you think of that? What was that movie that came out? last summer it was world war ii they're all stuck they're all stuck on a beach and they're waiting for boats and shit to get them back over the the english channel are you talking about dunkirk yes i haven't seen it oh i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you'd love it i hated it i hated it (laughs) what about that new one that's uh what is it uh 1917 right i don't want to see it because i'm afraid it's going to be like dunkirk It looks very similar, but... Just long, protracted fucking torture. (laughs) I think, I think it looks, I think it looks really good. I like, I'm a, I like war movies though too. So between gangster movies, war movies, yep. Good. And, And maybe that was once upon a time in Hollywood was too... Happy. Tame, I guess. Yeah, too... Well, it wasn't about the Manson family. It wasn't that happy. <laughs> well. <laughs> but, um. The sun was shining. You know, people were, the music was cool. People yeah, weren't dying yeah, he, every five seconds. He always has a good soundtrack. I, he, I always like uh, Tarantino's soundtracks. I, I got to give him credit for that. But I used to think that, um, um, what was the other? I had even made it through. You no, know, Leonardo DiCaprio was in it, and it was uh, about the slaves. Um, oh, uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah. Haven't made it through that. Can't make it through that. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. That's just. It's like oh geez, do we really have to? Do we really have to hear this, this again? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, might have taken the cake, although I have never made it to Django Unchained, so I don't know. <laughs> there's some good scenes in Django Unchained. Uh, uh, yeah, there is, and there's good characters. Mm-hmm. But... What did you think of the CGI? We're getting back to the Irishman here. If we're going to try <laughs> all the sausage on 31 podcasts in 38 days, coming at you with the butcher the veggie butcher sitting in the shotgun seat taking care of the irishman veggie butcher butch what'd you think of the cgi age taking away thing I, uh, making the, the young dudes was, yeah the makeup uh, the the scenes were great i thought the the costuming, the scenes, the cars, everything were like spot on. They were flawless. 
makeup, eh, but it, you know, I understand he had hard material to work with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of reminded me of, you know, Benjamin Button when they made Brad Pitt all, you know, looking old. It had that kind of very plastic look to their face, but like I said, it was it didn't wreck the movie for me. So you didn't like it. I, you didn't like it, but you it didn't like a, it enough for it to ruin the movie. I mean, they ruining the movie. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It was. I'm not going that far, but. Um, so you, but, I, you I, know, I, 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 I like to, I like to suspend disbelief. I don't want to. Th- those are certain things I'm not going to get hung up on, and I just wanted to kind of believe it. And I thought it was. I thought it was good enough. I mean, let's say it was somebody else that you didn't who you didn't know who it was and you saw that. What would you think, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was good uh, good enough. Um if I didn't know who they were and what they actually looked like, you know, maybe it wouldn't bother me. But it definitely had a very kind of plastic look at times. But I thought the sets were spot on, the backdrops, the scenes, the cars, everything, their outfits. I thought that all that cinematography was spot on. Me too. I mean, the, I, the cinematography was great. Just the shots. I love the shots because he doesn't, there's certain shots where he just doesn't move the camera very much and mm-hmm. then there's shots where you follow them around all the time i i just one of the one of the shots that sticks out in my head is when they're in the when they're just getting going in the, on the car trip the the present well it's not present day but where it, the narration kind of starts when they're on their way to the on their way to the the wedding and it's just right. like a shot of all four of the all the four of the people in the car and they're just riding in the car and i was just like de niro and petchy in the front seat just acting there's the acting of them just riding in the car. I was just like, yes, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and the girls in the backseat were awesome. That they have to stop and smoke. Every yeah, that that's great. That was, that was, that was great. And then, but she, yeah, I thought that there, that, and I've always thought Scorsese did well with his sets and his camera angles and all that. I've always thought that they were, very good I, he just could edit a little edit a little bit <laughs> like your 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 short your attention span clicks out at about five seconds is that what you're saying if he stays on a shot for more than five seconds you you don't you get bored and want to go somewhere else you want to flip well, back to the know, score uh to tarantino movies <laughs> yeah the, you know somebody's head getting bashed in or something but <laughs> you know <laughs> But okay, let me ask you a question because I don't understand. I know the whole mobster thing. When they his son is driving them to actually go kill his father, yeah. And I don't think you know his son didn't know that. No. And the back seat's wet from him having a fish in the back seat. Yeah. That whole whole scene. I understand the gangster thing and the the sleeping with the fishes. I understand that. But that was a little forced. I didn't under, you know, the, it wasn't necessary. The whole, I was delivering a fish to my friend and it leaked in the back. I mean, really? Come on. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. 
in the whole that game. whole scene was forced. It, yeah, it kind of went on a little too long, and then they they were swerving yeah. the you get in the back seat or you get in the front seat so I can strangle you type of thing. Right. Like I wonder okay. if well, I wonder if the 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 Coke bottle glasses dude had actually planned on killing him, killing oh, killing said. De Niro on the ride over, <laughs> and if Chucky would have had something to do with it, or is Chuck, Chucky just was Chucky just completely stupid? to the whole thing i i think he didn't know i think he was told to do something he didn't he did it but he didn't ask questions so i i don't know that whole uh, car ride scene was a little weird <laughs> it was it was real weird and maybe maybe he wanted it to be weird because this is where the story gets weird like okay here we go into uncharted territory yes we don't know what really happened it's weird and just to have hoffa just showing up somewhere and he's just waiting there in the parking lot by himself and he just gets in the car with him but at the same time right. it was people he trusted it was his son it was right. his best friend right. frank yeah in the you know for his pissed off as he got about people being late i mean frank was a half an hour late and he gave him shit but about it but i mean everybody else in the movie if you were five minutes late he never forgave you mm -hmm. so you know i thought it was a little weird that he didn't give him more shit except that it was his best friend so so yeah yeah <sighs> was but i guess the he was actually somewhere around outside of Detroit when he disappeared, right? He was the last. Was he actually seen at that place? I guess I don't need to dwell in what the real story is. <laughs> Dwelling. On oh, the at that country club where yeah. they found his car. I mean, I'm assuming they found his car at the there, but you know, I don't know. I yeah. have to close enough for me. <laughs> I mean, I really don't care. I, I, I mean, I'm more into the movie than what actually could have happened or, or the conspiracy theories behind it. I don't know if there's other other things. To just, hey, hey, we just we chucked him in the cremation oven and that was the end of it. And you'll never find him. <laughs> True enough. True enough. And, and it's funny how. I mean, it was a, what a great story to pick. If, if you're Scorsese and you want to do a movie with these guys, I mean, it was a perfect story to pick as oh, opposed sure. to something that was somewhat real. But just the, the mobness, it was just drenched in mobness. And that's what oh. I want a mob movie. If you want a mob movie, that's how you freaking do it. There's certain there's 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 probably like a hundred unspoken commandments of mob movies that we all know is are a thing that Absolutely. you just you completely understand it in the context of a mob movie and you have to meet at an italian restaurant oh, yeah you have to you have to have a hit at a, a a restaurant a cafe something like that yeah there has to be diners you got to be in diners at some point as well yeah there has to be like i said the the meat packing the sides of beef and the, the, <laughs> there has to be that <laughs> And the glasses. I, I want. I want um, Pesci's. I want a pair of glasses that Pesci was wearing, like the the tinted ones, thick rimmed. Yeah. I need some of those. Yeah. I think you could rock those. I think. So. I think so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. So the, the I looked it up while we were talking because my brain is mush. It was a. Uh, the Departed's character was loosely based on a uh, Whitey Belcher, you know who that oh, character yeah. is? Bulger. Yeah, Bulger, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who his character was loosely based on. Loosely but. based on life. Yep. I think you could have been a gangster back. It's not too late for you. You can still be a gangster. <laughs> I am a gangster. I'm, I'm a I'm a gangster. theoretical gangster though. I'm not. Uh, I don't want to. No, because I don't want to be a gangster. Because every time you see gangsters, everybody you spend a, you got to spend ten minutes in jail during the movie, and I don't want that part of it. It's only ten minutes. <laughs> ten movie right. minutes is like five years in real life. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I gotta go. I gotta go sneak a salami into jail. Yeah, but if you know you're talking about good fellows, they had their own private little suite. They, you know, they it did. wasn't that bad. They, they made their own food. They, <laughs> That's what they they made great. They made a wonderful red sauce yeah. every day with the shaved garlic. Is anybody ever have you ever tried to shave the garlic with a razor blade like that? The fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Michael Corleone never spent any time in jail. That's true. He was the ultimate gangster, and he never, he never spent any time. But he did have to go to. He had to go back to the old country and lay low for a while. That's not so bad. (laughs) Okay. Sound like jail. (laughs) Oh man! And all the, 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 it's funny how, how De Niro shoots a gun, like he. It was a very awkward way he was pulling. I mean, he killed a bunch of people, but when he killed like whispers, you know, he, he had the gun and he just put it like right up to his face and went bang, bang. It was almost like, I don't even know if he was holding it. It looked like he was holding it wrong. I don't, maybe it's just because he's really old and he was trying not to act old. <laughs> even and he shot, he shot Hoffa the same kind of way. It was like, bang, bang. He was, it was like, it was almost like he was holding the gun awkwardly. And, like you. He was like pushing yeah. the gun in, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of odd. He killed a lot of people. He did. Went to war, killed killed Nazis, came home, started painting houses. <laughs> I hear you paint houses, yep. <laughs> yeah, paint house, and, that, and that's fun. That's a fun thing to take through. And then when they start saying it is what it is, that's another that's another thing about mob movies. When you start talking, nobody ever says, "Hey, you're gonna go kill this guy." It's always it's got to be some kind of code where there's nod yep. nods of the head. And, oh, it, it is what it is. We did yep. everything we could do. <laughs> We tried to help him. We tried. We tried. We did everything we could. Yeah, we did everything we could. And this that, is how it's got to be. Yeah. Oh, man. Eating their cornflakes, talking about getting on a private jet to go kill your friend. Yeah, or, or an airplane, one or the other. Little puddle, yep. little puddle jumper. That yep. was that was another like the the subtle great parts. You could probably list a hundred of them, but he when um Frank's walking out and Russell's there and he offers him which, which one you want sugar pops or cornflakes or something like that. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, which one which one of these little boxes of cereal do you want? Nobody else Before is around. Before you're gonna go uh commit murder. Right. Just pick one. Right, yeah. We're not gonna drive we're not you're gonna fly from port clinton ohio over to detroit instead of driving so that's probably 
that's probably like 40 that's probably like a 45 minute drive maybe an hour at the most from port clinton and i don't know and, and an airplane would probably be like not long you're not long because you're cutting the corner off it's it's like right there i would say like a 10 or 15 minute flight maybe it's a, it was a, it would be a really really short flight and you got a car waiting for you with a gl- gun in the glove box and <laughs> and, and he okay, wrote the- I have another question yeah for you sure he takes joe pesci takes his sunglasses before he gets on the plane yeah why Good question. I thought about that and then he too. He gives them back to him when he's done, but why does he hold on to his sunglasses? I don't know. Maybe is there some sort of significant I don't know. Is that some sort of uh I'm I'm holding on to your identity while you're gone or you're changing your identity or maybe they're just a really nice pair of sunglasses and he doesn't want them <laughs> to get messed up. <laughs> I thought that was odd. Yeah, I thought it was odd that he wrote the he wrote the address on his hand too. Like, what if what if his hand would have got wet and he wouldn't have the address? They didn't have cell phones back then. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you know, your hand gets sweaty, the ink smears. Yeah, you don't have you don't have navigation tracking on your phone back then. I guess if you're the Irishman, though, your hands don't get sweaty. Is that because <laughs> your because your blood is ice cold and nothing yep. bothers you? Yeah, the Irishman. Yeah. And do you know what kind of rings they had? Or when 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 Russell gave Frank the that ring that only three people have. Yeah, and only one Irishman. I don't know. I I mean it's. I, I don't look, know. I have to look that one up too. Yep. They were pretty sweet rings, but that's a that's a typical mobster thing. Is the the especially the pinky ring wearing it on the, the oh, big yeah. gold pinky ring those yeah. are awesome yeah i think you could rock a big gold pinky i ring. think i could I, I but you know no and i what i thought about when i saw their gold jewelry was i think of you because i know that you like silver jewelry and instead of gold and i like silver jewelry jewelry instead of gold so i would prefer yeah. i've got a silver bracelet with a nice just a pinky ring that says i dare you that's what I mean. Pinky rings are just basically saying "fuck you." Do something about yeah, my pinky you, ring. If you're man enough. If you're man enough to wear a pinky ring. Then uh-huh. that's basically what you're saying. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah, it's a pinky ring. What are you gonna do about it? Are you gonna kiss my pinky ring? Because you you probably should kiss my pinky ring before I have you killed. <laughs> or do you want to taste it? <laughs> Bam. The um, I don't know if you looked at it. The the poster, the movie poster is awesome of the Irishman. Go to Internet Movie Database. It's the one that comes up on IMDb. Yeah. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I saw it. It was it was like part of the it was at the beginning of that trailer. Yeah. I think that one's that's pretty cool. So I I guess if your if your problem is that it's too long, that's not a bad problem to have. As opposed to other problems you could have with movie like a flimsy storyline. I know Mishy had a problem with the story itself. <laughs> oh yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't buy he like he wasn't buying the story of the the murder, basically. I'm like, well, okay. 
What? That that's how it happened? Yeah. Or? He was taking taking issue with that. Hmm. I have no problem with the storyline. I. I just have, you know, like the 30 minutes after we've talked about him killing Jimmy Hoffa is just, that was probably the the climax of his whole mafia career. And then it was, you know, okay, I killed Jimmy Hoffa. What, what do you got next? I mean, you can't really, can't really top that. So it was kind of the death of a mobster. Yeah. And you really could have conceivably ended it right there instead sure. of everything after that. Or you could have just cut to the end, skipped over all the, skipped over the downfall of everybody and just had it straight from the murder to him in the, in the nursing home. Yeah. If you had to, yeah, that would be, that could be the, the veggie butcher cut. <laughs> <laughs> do you have video editing software it'd be great to that you could just if you just went in and did your own cut hey, of it. no no that's it. no we don't need that no no right you just cut it yeah i, I mean you could probably down to an hour and a half well that's that you you're you're saying you're gonna cut two hours out of it i could say i, I could okay, definitely maybe. say you could cut an hour out of it you could yeah maybe an hour i'll give it an hour <laughs> I could cut an hour out of it right now in my head. Yeah, I think you already have. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fish thing, yep, that's gone. That's that's a good twenty minutes. Uh, him driving down the street, that's another ten minutes. Yeah, I got an hour. <laughs> yeah. The last half hour, chop it off. There you go. You're yep. half, you're almost there. Yep. Yeah, great stuff, great scenes, great shooting, great cinematography, great characters. But I just can't Pesci, it's just a treat to be able just to watch all three of those guys, but Pesci himself was just He he might have been barely acting, but he was but he wasn't. He wasn't barely acting. He was really acting, but it seemed very oh, yeah. easy for him. And I'm glad that he came out of retirement to do it. I hope it wasn't I'm I mean, I know he's old and probably probably hard for him to get around. I think I didn't really see him stand up in many of those. He was sitting down most of the time. Yeah. Probably. And I don't know how old he is or if he's, you know, got ailments or what, but he, he was worth the whole movie was to see Joe Pesci. And I, you know, it's, I think part of that is because, you know, we've seen Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in, a lot of other things you know they're they're still relevant and granted a lot of the movies they've made as of late have sucked but we haven't seen joe pesci in a long time no he was retired <laughs> yeah i wonder what the last thing he did was home alone oh, four <laughs> pacino 79 holy crap wow so they were really i mean hey Maybe 79 is the new 59, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it is if you're Al Pacino. Yeah. How old is Joe Pesci? 76. He's what? 76? 76. He's a 76. 
I think De Niro's 73. They're killing it. Yeah. Not bad for a couple of a few 70-year-old men. I mean, pretty good. What was the last movie Joe Pesci did? Okay, let's see. I'll look it up here. Well, my internet connection just... Wi-Fi went out. Oh, no. A Warrior's Tale? He was a voice. Love Ranch 2010? I don't remember that one. I don't know what the... Wait, this can't be... Is this really the only thing he's done? He hasn't done much since... Since Lethal Weapon 4, 98, 2006, The Good Shepherd, 2010, Love Ranch, 2015, A Warrior's Tale, 2019, The Irishman. Hmm. Well. It's hard to believe. (laughs) He really hasn't been in that many movies. (laughs) Maybe he does have health problems or something, but I am glad he came out of retirement for this. Definitely, definitely. Okay, well, so what else? What was your favorite part? What was your favorite part of it? Oh, my goodness. Um, Gun to your head. Gun to your head. What's your favorite part? Wow, that's tough. That is... That's tough. I know. I, I, I don't know either. Um, I don't know if I could pick just one, but, you know, it's a it's a, a small scene. But I, I love the whole, you never know what you're getting into. And, you know, he was, he was called to the restaurant. He was going to put the hit on that um, dry cleaner's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Harvey Keitel and Pesci. Yeah, and De Niro. So he, yeah, he was he was taking the job for some extra money, but he didn't do his research and he didn't know you know who owned the you know the company. And then he gets called to the restaurant and you know he tells the truth and he, he apologizes. He goes, oh, "I'll just give him my money back." And he goes, "No, you don't have to give him the money back." He doesn't need it. No, I'll just give it back. No, he doesn't need the money back because he's not going to be around to spend the money. <laughs> that was good. That was real good. Yeah. You know, and he, he did the right thing. I mean, you at that point, you have to tell the truth and say, oh, it was my bad. I didn't, you know, research you own the company. And I was just just doing a little side job but you know when you're in the mob you better know what your side jobs are all about yeah and harvey Keitel just destroying it how yeah. how how awesome would it have been to been in there be in the room that when those guys were filming that scene you know just i mean everything else would already be awesome but throwing him on top of it just to do a great minute and a half of awesomeness was great yeah. Well, and his whole character kind of reminded me of the wolf from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He didn't have to say much. He didn't have to do much, but you just know, knew who he was, knew, you know, what, 
respect he commanded and he was good. And I liked how they, they sat there and ate their bread and dipped it in wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they talked Italian to each other. Yep. That was exactly what they said. <laughs> Oh, the, the the one one of my favorite scenes. If I had to choose, I, there was this, it, there, they did a couple things where they were they were in slow, really slow motion in a couple shots. The one where the dude tries to shoot the guy at the I don't know the civil rights rally or something like that, and it was just like this really compact scene with a bunch of people, and it was in really really slow motion. And it, it, as they're grabbing the gun, and he shoots, and these people, the people in the background are just hamming it up. And you really get the oh, whole yeah. scene of it. It was like, oh yeah, that's really that's cool. It was almost like a painting because it was just moving so slow, and there were so many things going on. You had to look. You had plenty of time to look around. And really, did it? You could have done that in a bunch of other places probably too. But that was awesome. They did the same thing when when somebody was walking down the aisle. Ray Romano, who was it? Was it Ray Romano's daughter getting married? when he was giving yes. her away because i, I kind of missed that whole thing where she came from or was it his where was it no or it was, was it frank's daughter. daughter it was frank's daughter that he wasn't walking down the aisle ray romano was walking. okay down it was it was frank's daughter that ray romano walked down the aisle was it peggy yeah was that peggy's wedding it might have but if it was Peggy's wedding, I would have thought that um, Jimmy Hoffa would have walked her down the aisle because yeah. she loved him so much. But that I don't know what happened there. Nope, I I would have to go back and look. Okay, I forget. Was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The music was pretty good. It wasn't. It wasn't amazingly awesome but a lot of the songs worked and there was a lot of songs that i I did recognize and a lot of songs that i don't it it would just say i was looking at the sometimes it would say the title of the song and then sometimes it would just say blues music playing as it was weird that some things were credited in the captions and some things weren't yeah yeah it it wasn't you know like a tarantino thing where you really notice the soundtrack but there was there was some good music you know period music through it definitely yeah they threw still of still the night at you several times um just a bunch of other like like 50s 50s early 60s yeah. type of stuff that wasn't i don't know it was good it was good well and another you know thing that i you know me being a, a film analog person he shot it on 35 millimeter film a good majority of it hmm. which is typical scorsese but you know film is making a huge comeback analog film is making a huge comeback for motion pictures why so you get that grainy like quentin tarantino uses he's almost exclusively a film an analog guy but you get the and you know this is me being in the industry so i noticed the graininess of the film and that that grittiness of it that it's almost more organic feeling i don't know how to it's not as slick it's not as polished as digital 
And I think it fits, especially like this piece, because it gives it that grittiness. The gritty, the frame rate or whatever that is. And the grittiness. Yeah, and you get, you see the film grain where, you know, in digital, it's hard pressed to see anything. I mean, sometimes you see it in the gradation and the transitions and stuff, but film has an overall grain structure to it. Grain structure in the sausage hut with the veggie butcher telling you how it goes the analog revolution or is that a devil devolution i don't know oh it's a revolution it's analog motion picture film saved kodak from bankruptcy and it is people like scorsese quentin tarantino that agreed well and you know they love it they truly love the look of it but they contracted with kodak to shoot a certain amount of footage of their you know productions on analog film (laughs) wow there you go whoever the salesperson was on that should get a healthy sum wait i got an idea let's contract with the movie studios Yep. Yep. So Kodak has a new uh, found uh, dedication to analog, especially in motion picture, but, you know, save their ass. I didn't, I thought their ass was not savable. I didn't even think they were still around. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I think to finish this thing off here, Butcher. I took it so I, I I watched it the second time and I took some notes and I mm-hmm. did it in kind of a manner of the way I do the football minute and the Game of Thrones minute and the Olympic minute and any do other it. minutes. So I do think I, I haven't rehearsed this, but I'm just gonna the rip Irishman through. Minute. Yep. So go ahead and give me an introduction here, Butch. <laughs> Oh, I'm not Michi. I don't know. I don't know your uh, banter back and forth. You don't have you make up your own. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't rehearsed that. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's Johnny Kilbasa with your Irishman minute. <laughs> do you want me to say that? I do. <laughs> All right, Johnny Kilbasa, do you have an Irishman minute for me? Shame. Shame. Irishman Minute. Shame. Old De Niro nursing home, still the night, the ring, the glasses. I was a working stiff and I started painting houses. Bill Buffalino, Russell Buffalino, trip to Detroit, gas station where Russell and Frank Sheehan met. Young Russell fix, fixes a truck, unload meat. I hear you knocking. Skinny Razor buys steaks, put the seal on for me. The fat man, baptism, empty truck, a light horse. Romano Buffalino, lawyer, no names. Case dropped. Frank meets Russell and Angel, Angelo Bruno. Bruno has a ring. Bread, uh, br- bread is Bruno, learned Italian in the war. Dig your own graves. Got get little things to do. Carrie Shandris comes from mob royalty. Make some stops in Lewisburg. I expect them to take care of business themselves. Anastasia killed in the barbershop. I'll bring you the money tomorrow. Joe the grocer shoved Frank's daughter. Another baptism. The other whispers. Tulio has a job. He's a little concerned. Nocturne Bolero. Siphon gas. Angelo wants to see you. Angelo owns part of the laundry. Russell says Frank from the Jew mob. See you, whispers. Lots of guns in the Skykill River. Meet Phil Testa and Frank Syndrome. See the pyramids. Things change. Left 
the wife, a white sport coat, and a pink carnation. Let's bowl and talk about the union. Jimmy Hoffa heard Frank Payne's houses. Jimmy cuts a face promo in the union hall. Solidarity. Turkish bath taxi service in Chicago. Use some candy. Jimmy doesn't drink. Let's spike a watermelon. Teamsters pension has eight million, eight billion. Alan Dorfman on the phone. Teamsters lent the money to mobsters to build Vegas. Momo Giancana shared poon with JFK. Jimmy doesn't want Kennedy. Hoffa doesn't remember RFK. RFK goes after mobsters. Jimmy cuts a heel promo on his squad. Russell wants Cuba back. JFK knows who the fuck he owes. Frank takes a truck to to Big Ears Hunt, arms for Cuban rebels. Joe Kennedy watches the sunset. Florida Union meeting. Booby is not going to get it. What's wrong with Fitz? Meet Tony Pro. Jimmy wants Frank to run for office. Frank's in charge. The lawyers would take care of it. I-80 West. Courtroom brawl. Chucky Hoffa to the rescue. Hoffa's team in Nashville court. More ice cream. Kennedy's dead. Bobby Kennedy is just another lawyer now. No half-mass flags for Jimmy. Jimmy goes to jail. Fitz is in charge. Put a firecracker up Dorfman's ass. Cry, Johnny Ray. Duh. Tony Pro joins Jimmy in Lewisburg's. More ice cream. Tony Pro wants his pension. And jail fight, slow-mo shoot at the Civil Rights Gallery, a rally, Crazy Joe on trial, Rickers, Rickles at Joe's party, Guns Overview, Umberto's Clam House, Happy Birthday Joey, you might as well just get to work, Peggy Wonders, payphone on I-80, four years later and 500 large to Nixon, Jimmy's out, he wants his union back, Frank and Jimmy go to Florida to meet Tony Pro, he's late, Tony Pro wants an apology, Jimmy wants him dead, Fat Tony ain't happy, Jimmy will deal with himself, Dave Johnson blows up his boat, Fitz fires Mr. Hoff, Mrs. Hoffa, Big Ears testifies for Watergate, Jimmy Jimmy's going to do what Jimmy's going to do. Frank gets a party. Jimmy cuts promos. Frank gets a ring. Russell says it is what it is. Jimmy says, this is my union. The wedding was a peace mission. Jimmy's going to meet with Tony Pro. Russell makes a salad and says there's going to be a change. We're going to take a ride up to Port Clinton today. We tried everything across Lake Erie. He goes, meet at the house. Chucky has a frozen fish in his car. Frank will sit in the back. They're too, they're late to pick up Jimmy back at the house. See you, Jimmy. In the still of the night, Frank's daughter, Pecky, disappears from his life. All the mobsters fall one by one. Frank and Russell go back to jail. They get old. Frank tries to make amends with his daughter. He picks out a casket she won't he won't talk to the fbi don't shut the door all the way in the still of the night (laughs) (laughs) pretty good there you go that wasn't uh that wasn't that poetic but shame that was good shame Shame. reading so that just kind of refreshes if that doesn't refresh your memory and everything that happened that was important (laughs) in the course of three minutes Oh, or a minute, whatever. You got Five it. minutes. You it. There we go. Thanks. So, final thoughts. You're, do you think you're ever going to watch it again, Veggie Butcher? Or are you just good with it? You're good with it. No, I'll watch it again. I have. Uh, I watch movies that I even am slightly interested in. I, I watch multiple times. I, you know, I find it like looking at a painting, I, I always find something different in it. And, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't understand watching movies hundreds of times and you know you watch it once and you're done with it but you always get something out of it second third hundredth time so i'll watch it again cool yeah well we'll definitely have to do this again and review other movies because people want to know oh i'm sure they do (laughs) (laughs) well hey i hope you enjoyed it everybody hey we meandered all over the place we were unstructured but we had thorough analysis and entertaining banter as we always do here in the sausage hut so all right veggie butcher thanks for coming we'll see you soon hopefully you bet thank you all right we'll see you tomorrow on the sausage hut 30 podcasts in 31 days baby